sexy people of the internet, it's Dave, it's Duncan, back from Metal Epidemic for another album review. And for this review, Duncan and I have been checking out the new album from Nashville Metalcore Agitators Chamber. The band's new album, I said that really Scottish, eh? That chamber! <laughs> Sorry. Harry Potter uh, would be different with you, like, this is the chamber of secrets! <laughs> Run, Harry! <laughs> what are we doing here? The band's new album, I Love to Kill For, will be released on July 14th on Pure Noise Records. This is album number two from yeah. Chamber, which follows up their 2020 release, Cost of Sacrifice. It's an album about, about people getting lost or mired in bullshit, whether that's addiction or narcissism or selfishness, says guitarist Gabe Manuel about the upcoming album. There are all sorts of ways the people you love can fail you in search of themselves and ways people don't come back from that. The album was produced, mixed, and mastered by Mr. Randy LaBeouf. LaBeouf. He is bringing LaBeef. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, so we uh, we kind of had a little taste of Chamber already uh, this year. Um, we played one of the tracks on the podcast, and then the Chamber vocalist, uh, Jacob Lilly, he guested on a little track called Chain, which was on one of the one of the new albums from the Acacia Strain, Step Into the Light, um, which we reviewed, and it was savage as fuck. Um, which kind of sets up this album nicely. Um, because if you are hoping for those levels of intensity, then you've come to the right place. Uh, Duncan, what did you make of the new release from Chamber? Or Chamber? <laughs> Chamber! Um, yeah, so the first time listen for me, out with oh. the fact that I'd completely forgotten that we had been introduced to one of their tracks before, <laughs> and clearly didn't listen to anything you said in a review of Acacia Strain. Um, Chamber were brand new to me. Also, don't read the press, which makes me sound unprepared and unprofessional. But you know <sighs> so what I did, Dave? I listened to the music. And that's <laughs> all speaks. that counts. That's what the band it appreciates. Speaks. Yeah. Uh, like what someone else has written about them or where the singers have been they just want right from the hip Duncan's mm. initial thoughts um, first thing to say is this is heavy as fuck uh, <laughs> yep. savage as fuck but mm. above all else a really interesting listen like this mm. has got loads going on in the best possible way at mm. its core it's got it's kind of grounded in, in, in kind of metalcore in a lot of respects, but yeah. it has these flurries that just, like specifically on the guitar work, the guitarists are masters of, oh, you like this riff? Well, listen to this super technical bit that you will get like a stab of half a second of, and then we'll come, we'll come back to it. Um, mm. And they, they kick them off in the weirdest places. Like some of them are conventionally like at the end of a riff, you know, but just before yeah. going back in. Um, but other times they come, they come at like such a left field that you kind of, if, if you're sitting at like a bus stop and you're listening to this, someone would think you're being attacked by an imaginary bee because you're like, oh, you're fucking, like, you know what I mean? You do. They just come in from, from different angles. There's loads going on. Um, at times, and I mean this as a pure compliment to the band, even if they don't take it as a compliment, you always got to, like, when you 
suggest bands. We found that this recently with the St. Pierre fucking snake experience um, or experiment. Uh, well, I was like, oh yeah, totally Nine Inch Nails. And then he, the guy come back and was like, actually, I don't like Nine Inch Nails. And I was like, <laughs> thanks very much. Good to know. Um, sounds a lot like it. Um, at its core at times here, specifically when it's doing like stuff in the, in the kind of pocket groove with the guitars and the bass drums, it reminded me a lot of Chimera. Ah. Did you have that? I was going to say exactly the same thing. Fucking it, like this. Exactly once again, the same thing. we are old as fuck, so we remember, like, like we yep. remember our first two album Chimera. Um, <laughs> I, I've been listening uh. to the Impossibility of Reason quite a bit recently since they did mm. that kind of Reformation gig thing, and I caught a couple of clips in it. They got all misty eyed and nostalgic for the year <laughs> two thousand and two. Um, I was like, oh, I need to go back. It reminded me of that. It has it has what they had, which I think was one of the best elements that made them stand out at the time, was mm. you got all that stuff that all the other new wave of American heavy metal bands were doing. But when it came to just like bringing it down to a groove like for a verse riff, I don't think there was many bands did it as well as Chimera, and this mm. album has it ripping out everywhere. But other, yeah. other sides here, you have got bits that are kind of almost quasi-reminiscent of Every Time I Die. There's mm. elements in here that are a little bit Dillinger-esque. There's bits mm. that feel a little bit like kind of modern-day Code Orange. Um, mm-hmm. And then vocally, you just have the most savage fucking tone like ever. Also, they have two guest appearances on this album, which just made me wonder, is like our front men just called Matt now? Yes. So a lot of like, and I'm not just taking yes, shots are. here because the two guests these are by two front men, both named Matt. But I think the last couple of albums we've listened to, where there's <laughs> been like, like a guest appearance for a vocalist, of the also been called Matt. <laughs> I really wonder, like, if that's just a thing just now. I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Mm. Easy to remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. This the the beauty of this album is how much it shifts up. It's, it's unrepentantly heavy, right? Like, really, 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 really heavy. And that, like, pretty much... Like, after Chamber, the, the opening track, I was like, oh, right, this is, like, get my fucking uncompromising savage sheet over me. Let's <laughs> huddle in and, and take this in. And then they threw a massive curveball on Retribution, which has these moments of almost kind of bleak, a band we're going to be talking about later on, Will Haven-esque sort of dark mm. melody, specifically on the guitar work, which yeah. lift things in a really sinister way. It's interesting because Acacia Strain used that a lot as well. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like almost like a little a little, uh, little influence that's kind of permeated its way through. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you get through Retribution, at that point, it's it really is kind of like a, what are we going to get, where are we going to get? And the band mm. never really stopped you guessing, which might to some people sound like a frustrating listen. I fucking loved it because when I went back subsequently on my third and fourth lessons in particular, I was starting to pick out small bits the guitar was doing, which were almost nods to other bits that were happening in other songs or a groove that reminded me of something somewhere else. And then they also have the balls to really keep the tracks not only short, but they will cut shorter. There's two tracks in the middle of this one, We Followed You to the Bitter, and our beauty decayed, nothing was left, which are basically those lyrics played over discordant, fucking like nasty, snarly noise. Mm. And it's some people might, some cynical people might be out there going like that. Well, that's like a waste of two tracks. Just do a song. 
I disagree. I think by the track that precedes um, We Followed You to the Bitter is One Final Sacrifice, which is a very, very, very dark song. And mm. I kind of felt like when it was coming towards the end, I was like, oh, I need to take a breath. And then you get these two very kind of laser-focused sharp stabs of just expunging everything. Um, like Just like a, a, like, a, like a feel that you're just getting everything out. And then you go into Devoured. Which as a track, which like, like just like hits you with all the intensity, ferocity, jaggy, 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 stabby, stabby, um, and then just powers on right through. The album never really lets up, um, and I, 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 even more so when you come to the end. I thought "Hopeless Portrait" when I read it as a song title and clocked it as being about a minute, just over mm. a minute long. I was like, all right, so this is the quiet outro that the album has been begging for maybe the most savage thing on the fucking album like when yeah. it it's like almost like skinning your toe and dipping it in fucking lemon juice and like <laughs> you just wince all the way through it's a painful sounding track yeah but it's, it's it's really 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 well done and that's the that's the key to chamber success on this release i think is that it is mercifully short because i i am i was even imagining throwing another couple of tracks in here i think it might just tip into the right i need to split this into two listens because of how just blisteringly savage you like your ears will get blisters listening to this is that <laughs> fucking savage but the second thing is the mix-ups the placement of the tracks flow in such a way where you're never really left with one idea for too long although they revisit all those ideas and those styles later on it's really, really, really well done. It's very well crafted. Mm. And it's something that, once again, I think sometimes bands forget about. They take their 12 best songs and they shove them on an album without necessarily thinking about how does it flow, what what the order should be. And it, it's yeah. perfectly done here. Um, musically, there's nothing that I can really see which does justice to how great the musicianship is on here. Um, drums are incredible. Guitar work is jaw dropping, um, and that's guitar work like laying them up is fucking absolutely nuts. Um, and vocally, it's it's in the zone. This dude has an incredible savage, like like a, a good old fashioned metal core tone. You know, like all, all that all that fucking power and and kind of influence of hardcore mixed with the savagery of metal, and it just it just works so 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 well. The production is what makes the whole thing shine. The production yeah. is sharp. It's like it's like standing on a nail. Is that sharp? You know, you have to go for a tetanus shot after listening to this. Um, <laughs> it, it just it has it has all that stuff like just lined up perfectly. It's yeah. I'd like I was I was in awe of this um, for the I think I spun this like five times because of its length, which helped. Um, but like five times, uh, three times back to back as well, because I just mm. felt like I wanted to go back and I wanted to hear that cool riff again that was on track three, um, or you know that that bit where everything broke down on track five. You know, I was I, I was actively listening out for those parts again, mm-hmm. and it's it's like a highlight, really, really, really cool moments. So mm. I I'm new to the chamber party, uh, but I think I think they're fucking great. <laughs> like I just I get like I just. I'm glad that like, I wasn't. I, I thought when I mentioned Chimera earlier on, you were going to shout at me. So, um, no, I did. It just reminded me of early Chimera and parts. Yep. So, definitely. What about you? Um, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That's. <laughs> I, I kind of knew because I'd, I'd heard obviously a 
couple of the singles so i i had a had a rough idea but yeah the album itself does not fuck around it's like chamber woke up and chose violence for this one like it is just from start to finish it's it's like 14 tracks clocks in just under half an hour chamber woke up picked up his baseball bat before it got his shower and his wee a bit <laughs> like we're a fucking need this today um and the funny thing is as you said there's only like a a handful of tracks that are actually single length yeah, yeah, yeah um the rest are just like these condensed blasts of like discordant brutality that last anywhere from like 13 seconds to a couple of minutes um when i looked at the track list and i was like and i saw like there were so many short tracks i wasn't sure how that was going to go um because we have re- reviewed releases recently um that had a kind of similar blueprint with a similar kind of style and i felt like some of the, the shorter tracks on those albums maybe really didn't have enough substance or yeah, they take maybe the didn't air out to... like any momentum yeah. the albums made like yeah. those tracks on those albums felt like oh right we're restarting um, yeah they didn't just, link anything yeah. together as well yeah um for the most part i didn't have that same issue with the with the chamber album even the tracks that are a minute long felt like they have purpose um they still gave me like enough um that i i got everything i wanted from it um i never felt like short changed or anything like that with them um the, the tracks just keep the momentum going to be honest there's there's no kind of messing about there's zero excess fat on these tracks no. like it's one lean motherfucker of an album um just like myself um but <laughs> you're not an album you're a person <laughs> yes if i was an album i'd be this chamber album um what i really enjoyed even more than like the the, the crushing hardcore grooves and that dissonant metal core you know the breakdowns and the little mathy moments um i enjoyed those little moments of space yeah. like that little when they blend in that little kind of cleaner melodic guitar piece um and then you said you first get that hit on retribution where they they go into that kind of that clean sound where it's like a kind of like it reminded me of something like that maybe loathe would do but it's, it's a bit kind of yeah. eerier than than loathe well would they go. don't have um, like the loathe slash deftone synth in the background that's right. uh, so it's yeah. missing that i think yeah. it, it comes to more prominence on when deliverance comes yeah you get like a yeah. whole section of it in the middle and you hear that and once again uh, no, I steal anything that you might possibly be about to say. I hear that and I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be great if they did more of that? But actually, mm. I, I kind of think that because of the length of the album, it's actually used probably in the right places on the right tracks. Yeah, I think it is used in the right places. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with them if they wanted to like <laughs> add a wee bit more. I would they be quite happy it. with they that. They could do it really well, which they is could, the um, kind of frustrating but, but also joyous thing about it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that, and I liked when they did bring that in. They kind of went rhythmically more, kind of straight down the line as well. It, didn't, it wasn't chaos, you know. There was a lot of kind of nice, kind of just kind of straight rhythms. Um, they do it again on the the following track, um, "At My Hands," and it, it just gives you these kind of like moments on the album where it isn't quite as chaotic, um, and you do get a kind of little kind of gap to take a breath. Um, but I liked it. it wasn't too on the nose either like yeah. it didn't feel wedged in it was very naturally done and not too like overpronounced it wasn't like oh here's the big predictable clean section you know it was it was subtle and it was well placed so i liked that which um, if we're, we're talking about chimera they were very guilty of yes absolutely like, they, yeah. like you knew when the chorus was coming in you knew what the synth guy was about to do and you knew there was melody coming um yeah. and they they don't fall into that at all no, they don't. But that that track retribution that was the first moment I was like, 
what the yeah. fuck was that chimera i just heard yeah, and yeah. i was like <laughs> the, the, the main riff what's going on the main yeah. the, the main verse riff is, uh, is the rhythm and everything is just very once again i'm not complaining they've been, they've no, been fucking neither. away for a while and i i those first two albums maybe everything yeah. after that was a bit dodgy yeah. but those first two albums yeah. were fucking great um i also think like this is a much more varied album from chamber um i went back and kind of just reacquainted myself with cost to sacrifice and it's a cool album um this just fucks like so much harder on every level though um i feel like the the ideas that they were trying on cost of sacrifice have been fleshed out more on this even though like the tracks are quite short um but the, there's the variance in the tempo and the rhythm is far more kind of unpredictable um, and so is the songwriting um which makes it far more kind of intriguing to listen to i i felt like with the last album i was like i could kind of predict where certain things were going to go but in this one i was like i'm not quite sure what's going to yeah. happen next um it was like there's a moment on um tremble where it's kind of like it's teasing and it's building to something heavier and but they don't they don't give you that climax as quickly as they would have maybe previously they make you wait that little bit longer before like fucking caving your head in um and that's i also got a kind of a bit of that kind of code orange-esque kind yeah. of feel on that track as well the way that, the way they would often build sections before the the kind of payoff um i think i think they've come on leaps and bounds actually since that last album um if this feels more like clinically precise um they've they've tightened up a lot of their sound so like the impact is really explosive on this um it feels like they've there's a lot more attention to detail um, from the, the arrangements to just the, even just the kind of core riffs um, to the stuff that sits beneath the surface um, and the little kind of rhythmical patterns between the drums and guitars, even down to the detail in the production. Um, for all, for me, all of those kind of elements have just kind of kicked up um, a notch in this release. And and vocally, I think I think Jacob sounds like oh, fucking, fucking great. Yeah. Like just scorched earth. His vocals are just ridiculous. Um, he's he's kind of perfected that that where that tone where you can just feel every single scream that comes out of them um and then when you add in all the kind of different ranges of screams plus you've got the the uh the guest vocals from the two mats, mats um, yeah. <laughs> um it's really just like this array of different kind of vocal tones and styles which is really cool um other thing i want to mention though the fuck the bass on this yeah. right ah uh, yeah I need to yeah, mention yeah. this because the guy's called uh, christian smith um he is a sexy bastard <laughs> on the bass like what I would say is like when you're listening to this album you're going to be like in awe of all the chaos and all the fucking technical rhythms but when you're listening to it try not to to totally focus on that instead every now and again just have a listen to the bass because he's adding in some really mm. clever bass parts on this album there, there it, it tends to be the moments where the guitars maybe pull back a little bit um which is smart because it kind of creates that gap for the bass to come through um, and it really works that bass like the, the tracks tracks like tremble um to die in the grip of poison mirror um and probably my my favorite track the the title track um his bass work is awesome it reminded me a little bit not, not that these bands are in similar styles but it reminded me of glassjaw a little bit yeah um especially on the title tracks just the way he's kind of walking all over the fretboard um i thought it was really cool um and it's it's quite subtle as well it's not like in your face but if you sit and just listen to the bass you'll pick it up it's really cool another kind of layer of the sound um i i thought as i said i really liked the the title track um i felt that was one of one of the kind of standouts where they they push a little bit more of that like expansive side in the, the guitar work, open it up a bit more with atmosphere, kind of that sitting in the background. But I also love the fact that they didn't end the album on that. 
which <laughs> yeah. I think could have been the predictable thing to do. Um, it sounds like a typical like album closer where they, they are pushing a little bit more experimentation, but instead they hit you with that like one minute, eight seconds fucking explosion of riffs and blast beats and grooves on a hopeless portrait. Um, and it's like, it's, you couldn't have a more blazing end to the album. It, when it finishes, you're just like, well, I'm just going to fucking play that again as soon as it ends, because it's just, it's, it's a really fun release. Um, it's an album that, that goes hard from the first second and it just smashes your eardrums for its entirety. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not anything I haven't heard done before or even this year. Um, but, you know, I've, we've spoken about bands like Sleep Sculptor mm-hmm. or Soul Keeper that have, you know, recently we've re- uh, just reviewed some of those albums um, and they're doing kind of similar things. But there's no denying that Chamber have delivered a really well executed version of that. Um, and I think... I think this might go even harder than those releases, to mm-hmm. be honest. It's absolutely fucking yeah. punishing. Um, I agree with you. I think the production is fire. I think the, the guitars are just grotesque sounding at times, and, <laughs> yeah. like in the best possible way. Um, just really full and great crunch. But it's, it's quite ugly, but it's moorish at the same time. Um, same with the drums, really crisp and punchy. Um, bass as well. The, the way they've captured that is fantastic. You can hear all those little runs underneath everything. Um, vocal, the vocals. I love vocal tones and I love his performance. My only slight, slight gripe was they do use a tend to use a vocal effect on some of the vocal parts, um, and it makes it sound quite you know kind of grainy and stuff. I felt like it was maybe slightly overused if I had anything to say, but. That aside, this still fucks, to be honest. Um, So, what are we thinking uh, score-wise for A Love to Kill For by Chamber? What are you thinking? I mean, this is as intense (laughs) as a danger wank at your (laughs) mother-in-law's. You know you just got to get it out. I need to get it out. Coming up the stairs. Um... Oh when, unless this is a Pornhub video and then it's like, let's slow it down and hopefully <laughs> she joins in. Uh, no, this is a 4.5. I've never Oof. I've never heard of them before. Uh, there's so much in here that's just to my particular taste. Mm. I love all the... I love bands nowadays that are doing the kind of... It's not Dillinger, but it's Dillinger. Uh, they're doing the Dillinger <laughs> thing, but it's not just a carbon copy. Mm. They're taking the best elements and infusing it with what they do. Some of the guitar work on this is like some of the most innovative stuff I've heard this year. I'd like just yeah. generally all like off the wall, really, really <clears throat> well placed. And the album flows spectacularly. And it's mm. a nice short, sharp this is an easy recommend album, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Because you're not asking someone to commit like an hour of their life. Like they could listen to it twice in that time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. four point five for me. Nice. Um um, I think I'm four out of five on this one for me. Um, I think it's it's savage, like it's utterly savage. And if you are if you're looking for an album that is gonna throw you about like an empty tracksuit, then <laughs> I love to kill for is it? Um, it's, it's like yeah, as, as I said, I don't think it's anything that's maybe reinventing the wheel or or you know pushing boundaries, but it's utterly monstrous mm. in sound and production, and it's delivered with with intent. Um, and let's face it, that's what we kind of want from an album like this. I think, like, this is going to incite violence at live shows. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to be absolutely shit. fucking anarchic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a four from me. Um, so this album drops on July 14th 
on Pure Noise Records. Links below to the band uh, and the pre-order. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, stick some comments in below. That is the review. Thank you for checking it out. We'll be back with another review very soon. But until then, take care. Speak to you soon. Bye, everyone.